Day two, we are back for Sharknado. Sharknado two, it's back. I don't know. I actually don't know the tagline. I remember looking at it earlier, and it's just completely zip, slipped my mind. Sharknado two, the second one. That is <laughs> that is the name of the second Sharknado, and you can hear the laughing. It is the one and only filmmaker extraordinaire, Roger Boyer. Welcome, to, welcome, pal. <laughs> Hello, hello. How you Can doing, you man? Me? How you doing? I'm on live. How's you it going, everyone? We're on hello. Zoom. Hey, we're not live, but oh, okay. Yeah, we're, I don't have that technology. What the hell? Well, we're live, but you'll be hearing the recording. Yes, we're live right now, but in the recording sense, we're not. We're probably doing something else. <laughs> yes, we so, are. We're looking. We're looking up the information on the movie because we probably both. We're like, what the heck? Yeah, we watched it, and then <laughs> there's been a bit of a delay because of somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who could that be? <laughs> oh, I wonder who. Eight o'clock. Wait a minute. Let's make nine. Okay, oh. nine thirty. Oh, never mind. No way. Nine thirty-six. <laughs> look who comes strolling on on Zoom. Eh? <laughs> I, I so, communicated though. <laughs> exactly. So this is a special uh, episode all week. We're doing Sharknado movies. The tagline is no f- no fucks or sharks, which means we're just going to talk about Sharknado as a whole. <laughs> we're going to try and reel it in, pun there for you, when it comes down to trying to talk about other shit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, um, I, I was pretty str- uh, strict with Mike yesterday, and today I'm going to make sure that we just keep reeling it in. Enough, unless it's about sharks or... <laughs> Ian Zuring or Tara Reid or the 27 million cameos in this movie. <laughs> we are talk. We are talking Sharknado 2, aka the second one. Yes. So before we go into the movie, tell us your relationship with Sharknado. Um, I have no relationship with Sharknado until today. Well, when I watched the film earlier. Yes. I've never seen the first one, and this is the first time that I've actually saw the second one at all. Yeah. You just, um, you're just going in blind as a bat. Going in, yeah, fresh, just yeah. Uh, you know, new. Heard yeah. about heard about the series. Heard a lot about the series. Yes, and but never actually got a chance to sit down and watch it. So today is the first time that I actually watched one of the Sharknados. I I was kind of familiar. I've seen clips here yeah. and there over the past few years since the first Sharknado. Yes, but uh, I have no relationship to it all, despite what rumors that uh, Stephen Richard or Sam Thompson might say. I also spread the rumors as well, <laughs> and you about the, about the torrid affair between you and Sharknado. <laughs> You're about to pull out a book that says, "But how do you explain this?" Oh, Sharknado I, is my is hey, my look, bag, baby. <laughs> I brought notes on on the whole torrid affair, so. Anyway, but here's, here's another interesting thing. Uh, I brought up the origin of Sharknado, and funny enough, you were there. Was because uh, the origin of Sharknado was... Was I, was I sleeping or...? 
you were there. You, was you I just, playing games? <laughs> Roger, you just told me about it, and I told you to stop. This is why I'm bringing it up. God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. The fun doesn't stop. <laughs> Let me get the point across. <laughs> but So the director and his friend, Rob Reese, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. young cousin Oliver of Brady Bunch fame, saw the poster and said, hey, my friend Anthony should direct this movie. And apparently from there, they pitched it to Sci-Fi or Asylum. Uh, I think it was Asylum first. I've got to ask that. And then they went to Sci-Fi because they have like an injunction thing. Apparently, according to you, before I told you to shut up about it, because we wanted to do on the podcast, (laughs) you were there as well. So give a bit of uh, history on that. Oh, so I, well, I wasn't in the room when they were pitching it, but I do remember. So back in 2014. Well, the whole pitch was posters. Yeah. So I was walking around. Well, I, I had a chance to leave the small town of Winnipeg and, and go to the smaller town of Los Angeles for uh, the American film town. market. That yeah, that hick, tiny little town. That hick town um, of LA. So LA. <laughs> the, the Santa Monica, to be more precise. Um, and I had a chance to walk around first time I've ever, I was the first time I was in LA and the first time I've ever been at the American film market, which as a filmmaker attending really taught me a lot about the industry, the business side of the industry that you never really hear about, unless you're a filmmaker or a producer. Yeah. Um, it was a really great experience for me. I've met a few people. Um, I've met a lot of different, uh, filmmakers just, you know, Hey, how's it going? You know? things like that i never really had a chance to keep up with a lot of them i think we were all there for a certain reason did you have your Um, resume in your back pocket yeah no i I didn't have a resume but it was interesting it was interesting (laughs) to kind of take everything in yeah i did say i did see uve bowl i I walked by him in the hallway did he challenge you to a fight yeah no he didn't but uh funny Uh, thing (laughs) funny thing i was well i was walking i just walked by him and he kind of made a joke with someone he knew and i just happened to be at the i was like hey that's uve bowl um, yeah. but I did see him, uh, I guess I did see him walking. He went for a walk down. Um, I was at, so they have a pool area you can go sit in. So I went to go sit there, have a coffee. Yeah. And I happened to look over and I looked down to the Santa Monica, not to, it's, it's by the pier, but they have like uh, by the beach towards the beach. And I seen, I, I, I swear I looked, I, that was Uwe Boll walking down one of the paths and it looked like he was working out because they have like all these workout areas. So, like, I don't know. It was just... Was he getting ready to fight one of his trolls? (laughs) That's one of my favorite, like, movie-related stories ever. The fact that a a boxer had so much shit thrown at him from reviewers, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to fight them. It's one of my (laughs) favorite stories. I I heard about that. Yeah, well... There's there's actually a uh, documentary about it called Raging Ball. I haven't seen that one, but I I have to see that one. So... Actually, cut to a few years later, I, I was at the Whistler Film Festival, and I actually got the chance to see the documentary on Uwe Ball, and I had to took, I took a picture with him. So oh. uh, uh, he's, a, he's he's a little bit taller than me, but uh, the fact that he actually took a picture, I said, "Hey, Uwe, nice to meet you. I enjoyed your documentary. Can I grab a picture?" And he said, "Sure." Yeah. Took a picture, and then he went on about his business. So years later, but so back to the American film market. So that was yeah. my that's kind of that's kind of a short story. Reel it there's, in, reel it in, reel it in. There was a few other uh, there's a few other. Um, uh, stars, people in the industry, like you see actors who you always seen all these other films, action yeah. films, um, walk into a couple of them. Um, and it was just interesting to see that how people were just walking to, through the lobby, pitching films, um, 
talk like someone was trying to pitch me a film was like i'm not a producer like i'm just i'm here like you i'm just and it was there was i remember specifically there was a group of i guess they were filmmakers but they were all dressed the same they come walking in they're making all this noise giving out pamphlets to their film that they have and they're looking for distributors and people who are interested and it was like miami zombie i think it was called oh, okay i don't know if it ever got made but it was it was about i guess at the time there was people who were taking this drug oh bath salts yeah bath salts so it 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 revolved around that i remember that specifically and i thought that's interesting but they're making lots of noise giving out the pamphlets i don't think they ever i I never talked to them but uh what i learned from (laughs) the american film market is go and introduce yourself get a meeting yeah um and just you know have your have your pitch items ready and if they like it cool if they don't then you know move on yeah do your research so i learned so, so Robbie, just, <laughs> I was getting to the Sharknado. So I'm in, I'm in like the fourth floor, walking down the hallway, looking at all these cool posters. And I remember seeing one for Takeshi, Takeshi Mikkei. He's a Japanese Takeshi Mikkei, yeah. Takeshi Mikkei. Um, I should know that. I really enjoy. I'm a, he's one of my favorite directors. Yeah, he has um, some great movies. Uh, Ichi yeah. the Killer is amazing. I walked. Uh, it is. I walked into the uh, the room and I was like, "Hey, there's this new film, and it has his name on it, Takeshi Mikkei, and it has like his new upcoming film." And there was someone sitting there and I was like, oh, hey, is this out? Like, because they were screening films, they're also, so yeah. in the past, you get to see films that people are selling, so you get to screen these films. I saw a couple of them. Um, but yeah, in the hallway there, I was like, hey, is this out yet? And they're like, uh, no. And I guess they're giving me, they're using the poster, the pitch distributors to find money, to raise money to make, yeah. right? So that's kind of the whole idea. Kind of like a lower scale, like cans kind of thing. Yeah, so I mean, I'm walking down one of the hallways, and there's all these shark posters. And uh, I guess to cap off this great, interesting story, one of the posters that I saw was something called Sharknado. And yeah. it was the exact poster you see with just the word Sharknado and the sharks, the image. And it didn't have sci-fi. It didn't have credits. Yeah. It just had that. And I was like, that's weird. That's an interesting. Well, it, it looked like a very interesting film. But Asylum was around the area, too, and they had posters up, too. Yeah, um, but it wasn't specifically in the in the same area that they were at. But I'm guessing something all came together. Yeah. So what happened? Was, so what happened was Robbie Wrist was uh, at that institute as well. He mm-hmm. saw the poster for it, and it was mentioning to, to his friend, the director, uh, Ferranti. Well, sorry if I mess up his uh, last name. And he's like, "Yeah, I've been offered it." And probably Robbie Wrist just turned around and went, "Hey." take it because it just looks amazing and so that and then he gave him a role so robbie wrist uh was in the first movie he gets killed by the hollywood sign <laughs> well i gotta watch the first one <laughs> yeah and he's uh he was co- cousin oliver in the brady bunch if you remember that where the the ratings were failing so they wanted to add a cute kid robbie wrist was that cute kid that they added oh cool and he he was also the voice of Michelangelo in the in the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, aka oh, nice. the first one, the, the original. Was nice, yeah. So the more you know, exactly. <laughs> one, one to grow on. And funny, <laughs> and funny enough, uh, Ian Zering. I, I just want to mention this. I I forgot to mention it last episode. Ian Zering only took the first movie because he wanted to get his insurance. He had he had a, a side card, and he he wasn't making enough. Mm-hmm. To, keep his insurance so he took the movie just so that he could pay for his insurance really he was working at chippendales interesting and so he's like <laughs> hey i'm just good and then he pretty much worked 
for like six movies in a row to make his well he's like the face of a franchise now yeah so good for him let's talk sharknado <laughs> sharknado okay so after the first one uh april and ian zurig aka finn are now together and they're on a plane and this is where we get one of many like the the first movie let me say this was a huge deal it made so much money well not so much money but so many like viewings and it destroyed twitter on the day it got a huge rotten tomatoes score of 78 percent uh 1.5 million viewers for the first view uh a bunch of like hollywood types were just talking about this movie how great it was so it became a phenomenon and they pretty much greenlit a move the movie straight away it even made uh 19 million for a sci-fi original movie wow and it cost two million to make so after back, good, good business so after the back of that they decided hey let's make a sequel let's just Ride this son of a bitch until the wheels fall off. Or in this case, till the fins come off. <laughs> so I'm going to start with you. What did you think of this opening scene on the plane? I I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. Not seeing the first one, I kind of had an idea that uh, there was going to be sharks. And I was expecting like a dream sequence at the first. Like I thought maybe he was going to like, oh, no, I see the sharks. And then his wife. His girlfriend. Well, yeah, I I, spoil anything. (laughs) I I enjoyed the Twilight Zone parody in a way. Well, it was funny too because they had Robert Hayes, and if you remember, if you saw Airplane, I you know I caught some of those jokes. I was like, hey, that's Robert Hayes, and he's riffing on Airplane. And (laughs) uh, the co-pilot, she was the love interest in Half Baked. Yes, and she was also in the craft. Yeah, so not, not the craft with a K, but the craft with a C. Yeah, I always uh, make that joke. And then you C, also C, had anyway the stewardess <laughs> or flight yes. attendant. Yes, that was uh, Kelly Osborne. Kelly Osborne. Yeah. So this cameo after cameo. This is like the first five minutes. This is kind of indicative of the movie as a whole. Yeah. Because this movie is cameo city. You got like uh, Kelly Ripper, and I don't know the other dude. I keep, I keep, I keep want to call him Regis, but I know Regis is a, an old dude. Regis this is like an ex-footballer guy, Michael something. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Okay, yes. Uh, I'm going to call him Michael Gap because all I know name? is his name is Michael, and he has a gap in his teeth. Uh, well, let me look his name <laughs> before we. I, I'm, let's just I call him Michael. Let's just I call him Michael. Yeah, but he was he, yeah, he's an ex football player. I'm trying to, oh, my uh, I, I recognized, yeah, a few of them. John Hirsch, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and then you got Andy Dick in a small role. I missed that one. Which one was he? He was, uh, when after the plane thing, he's one of the cops that's standing around, and it looks like he's just stolen a cop costume from a party house like from a party store. It's yeah. all like baggy and doesn't fit it at all. It just looks like trash. Uh, Michael Strathen. That's, that's it. And then you've also got uh, Billy Ray Cyrus as, as a doctor. I, yeah, I, I, caught, I caught his. I was like, wait a minute. I had to rewind it and go like, is yeah. that Billy Ray Cyrus? That is Billy Ray Cyrus. 
even the, even him pretending to be a doctor, you're like, come on, Billy Ray, you're not. It was just Billy Ray as Billy Ray, and for some reason he he managed to steal a doctor's costume. <laughs> you know, that would have been hilarious if he stole it literally, literally on the set on the day had nothing to do with Sharknado, stole a doctor's costume, and they said, "Hey, you're Billy Ray Cyrus. You want to be yeah. in this film as Doctor Quint?" They were, oh, my, oh, I just man, looked. No. I just looked up the name now. It's in front of me, so it's not like I remember everything. <laughs> Another one. Uh, this is a bit controversial. Uh, Jared from Subway. Did you notice him? That was like in the, well, obviously that was a subway. In the subway. That was literally in the subway version of a subway. And I thought, oh, that didn't age well. No, it didn't. And, <laughs> that's, and also that's Matt, the one thing I saw. I was like, oh, man. Also right. Matt, Matt Lauer as well. Oh, they had like, is that, I don't know what the name of that, NBC Daily Show or something? Yeah. I don't know the name of the show. Like they had the whole. It's like a good uh, Good morning or something like that. Uh, Roker. Uh, yeah. I, I remember him. It will make sense um, without uh, Roko because he's a weatherman. I know it's Perez Hilton who got eaten to death. Uh, oh, yeah, Perez. Okay, Perez Hilton. I was like, that guy looks so familiar. I saw him yeah. somewhere, and I was like, yeah, that's Perez Hilton. In one, in one of my favorite cameos as well is uh, Bismarcky as Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I recognize Bismarcky. Yeah. yeah. I was like, right on. Oh, man. Like, like I said, this movie is just like full of cameos. Kurt Angle, Kurt. Oh, Kurt Angle, and for the shark, uh, the shark, not the shark, uh, the sharks. Or what was it called? Demon John, one of the sharks. Yeah. What the heck's that show called? Pitching the sharks, man. I should oh, know what uh, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Wow, I can't believe pitching, pitching the shark. Oh I, my goodness! I, even though, like in England, it's called uh, the Dragons Den, and even I got it. <laughs> what the hell, Roger, man? Uh, Looks like I won't be attending the Shark Tank anytime soon. Pretty much. <laughs> but here's another thing that I've actually noticed. A lot of the characters are named after Jaws uh, yes. characters. Because it was his friend and his sister, Finn's sister and wife, were, they're named... Uh, Martin Brody. Martin, Martin and Ellen Brody. Yeah. And then you've also got a Polly. you got a Chief. you got all different like, uh, acted, like character names from Jaws. And yes. uh, so the, the one thing that really disappoints me about this movie was not enough chainsaw action. Not until the end. And that was, it was literally the last 20 minutes of this movie. Was yes. pretty, I admit where he's standing there with the like giant bladed chainsaw chopping a shark in half. I applauded. <laughs> it's because a, it's like a throwback to the first one. Does that happens in the first one? Two, two no, throwbacks, was it? Or am uh, I wrong? It was kind of like that, but not this cool. <laughs> he still chopped a shark in half, but the yeah. fact that they made it all like patriotic New Yorker, hoorah, apple pie, chop shit in half. That got me. He makes like a big speech, and everyone just like, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the then, speech. He could a shark. <laughs> I can't remember the speech. He could have literally, word for word, said the speech from Independence Day, and I wouldn't notice the difference because I was like, "Get, to, <laughs> get to the shark, kill him." <laughs> then, like five seconds later, he cuts the shark in half. Yeah, with a giant chainsaw. That apparently, there's no chainsaws <laughs> in New York. They had to go well, all the way to New York department. 
They, they went all the way to like Jersey just to pick up a chainsaw. <laughs> Judd Hirsch is driving around like a callback yeah. to, to taxi. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it was funny because it also like it apparently has one leg as well. Well, I was going to say they're uh, not about the one leg, but Judd Hirsch and Vivica, Vivica A. Fox. Is that yes. how you Vivica, Vivica, Vivica A. Fox? Okay, okay. Both were Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. Yeah. You would expect them to like do a joke where they're like, I never caught a Yeah. I never caught a joke from them about independence. Maybe they did. And I just didn't catch it, but it yeah, was yeah. Just, it was, I don't want to say it was all over the place because Actually, the let's way, get, set, everything set up. It went pretty quick. So let's get into like the main cast. So you got Ian Zering, yes. uh, pretty decent as a leading man, in my opinion, especially mm-hmm. for this level of movie. Nope, for sure. He was, he did, he did. Like, he all did the action good. sequences were, it's, it's just were so now. fun. The man, like, surfed a shark. <laughs> At it, the end when, I, like, I kind of caught that. Wait, he went into the sky. They, they froze the sky. The sharks fell. Yeah. And suddenly he's falling. And then. Uh, he grabs a shark. He grabs a chain and then a shark and he's riding the shark down. Yeah. And, and then, then he cuts, a, then he goes through a shark again and call back to the first one. He goes for it and then smashes into the uh, like the top of the Empire State Building, stabs yeah. it, and then climbs down. All right, that's all I needed from this movie. Like, I, <laughs> I could stop this movie now. That's all I needed. But then well, he, he climbs so what, down and he proposes to the girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I swear he has this third sense on knowing what he needs are in different sharks. Because in the first one, he knows his bark barmaid slash future daughter-in-law mm-hmm. is inside the shark and he goes right for it. In this one, he knows where the fucking hand I needs to uh, get his wife's ex-wife's ring back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that they explain why he knows what sharks have what. Like he has like a, a sixth sense where he knows what embodies that he needs. Well, when he got eaten by a shark in the first one, and I remember this because I saw clips of it, yeah. obviously on YouTube, and he comes out with his chainsaw. That's a callback. He's become one with the shark now. He has that ability. <laughs> so, he has that so ability. It, that's, that's how you... He's gained the mind of a shark? Yes. Ah, has. there we go. Very, that he knows. like he It's in their mind. Yeah. Because he's been inside the shark. He's part of the shark. And yeah, he literally became one with the shark. For anyone, <laughs> for, for everyone listening, me and Roger are like tapping our temples and kind of like throwing mm. it towards the camera to yeah, show you that like, he's one yeah. with the shark. It's like, hey, don't you get it? Don't you get it? We're making the actual physical yeah. signs. Like, uh, the one thing I. There. <laughs> there was something that Tara Reed mentioned where she said that the shark has a scar. And it was acting like it knows me, but they kind of drop it. And I was like, I was disappointed that they dropped that because I was really hoping they would do like a piss take of uh, Jaws of Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she does at the beginning. He's like, yeah. I shot the shark and he took my hand and he still came for me. He, he right, at the, right at the first 10 minutes. And he was acting like he knew me. I'm like, oh, please tell me there's like a, like a mastermind shark create creating these tornadoes to go after the man that fraud. <laughs> I'm like, please, for fuck's sake, let there be that. But they dropped it. I'm really hoping in what in one of these four new sequels, we get a shark bent on revenge. I want a shark flashback. <laughs> hey, that could work. I mean, you know this, what I mean? This could 
technically be a series with all the yeah. movies they have. Yeah. And they would be like, uh, Finn could, be, could say something like, hey, there's that shark who you saw yeah. who had revenge on us or something. Or, you know the, sh- the, you know the mini shot that was biting Finn? <laughs> yeah. There could be a shot where he's like, hey, I recognize you. And you see the teeth and then he kind of like lifts up his shirt like to show his hip. And they're the same like pattern. <laughs> yeah, a shark is like, missing a tooth, and it's yeah. like it's you. <laughs> I've been waiting five years for this moment, Finn. Apparently, the shark talks now. Yeah, and then well, evolution. The shark has been uh, taken and experimented on, so he can speak, and he also has chainsaws for fins. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're onto something. I am onto something. You're onto something. Sharknado Seven, but it's from perspective of the one shark looking for revenge about by against finn a million years has went by and the sharks are now the people yeah <laughs> you got a shark just walking yeah <laughs> so uh what other parts of this movie like caught your interest i really like the train scene as well well it's like they're at a baseball game and suddenly they're running into everyone from the baseball stadium is running into the subway i guess that's how things are in new york you could just run from the yeah baseball stadium to the subway i've never been to new york that's on my list of places yep. to visit so but um, most of the things on my list to look at new york as a relation to a movie yeah so that's pretty much how i book my tri- <laughs> that's how i book my trips what movie <laughs> was filmed there okay i'm going that's why i went to philadelphia just to go to the rocky steps well that's why you moved to winnipeg i, I just why uh to, to know of uh <laughs> The assassination of Billy the Kid, Jesse James. That's it. By the by the coward by the, by the coward. coward Abraham Lincoln, I think it was called. <laughs> Abraham by the coward. Uh, now nah, now I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> it that's, the, that's the only like Winnipeg movie that I know of. Um, yeah, there was a but, film called uh, Heads. I think it was called Heads. Um, and I could be wrong about this this title, but it was filmed back in 88, 89. And I heard about it because they used to have a magazine called, they used to have a, news, a community newspaper called Uptown Magazine. So I remember reading about it in there, about one of the films, because it was a big, it was a big thing back in the, and I was like, I was young. I was, you know, I was like uh, four months when I heard about this, four months old. I'm just, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I wasn't four months old, but it was a, a while back I read about one of the first films, but it was a, a film called Heads, and I, it got pretty big back in the day. I, I don't On the indie scene, apparently, and I probably have to fact check that, but that's one of the films I remember was filmed. The, assassin- film, though, the Assassination yes. of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yes, and there uh, it was uh, filmed on. I remember, because I, I remember actually visiting the the set late, like mid- at midnight, and they had like one of the production assistants keeping people awake and they had like that street full of dirt um oh what street was that again give me one second and i'll pretend i'm not looking at a map uh so i'm just gonna let you know uh for major studio films filmed in winnipeg mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh cult of chucky the clown yeah. at midnight capote yeah. uh the 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 big white black ice blue state and then a lot of trash <laughs> oh my! Uh, Wishmaster three and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones with without and Andrew 
Duruf. So yeah, no. Let's reel it in. We're, we're like, we're well, Jesse James, really quick, was filmed on Princess Avenue between McDermott and Notre Dame. For anyone who wants to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm reeling. There in. you go. So back to Sharknado. Yes. <laughs> so uh, he makes the big speech. He goes upstairs with uh, what was her name? The character's name, Vivica's Sky. Sky. I'm, look, I'm looking up on the credits right now. Yeah, Sky. Uh, so. So Finn and Sky run up to the top and they have to, they make a plan to freeze the storm because I guess in the first episode, uh, They blew up the storm. Yeah. So I guess in the first one that he, he they threw uh, bombs inside yeah, and it stopped the uh, tornadoes. But that was in LA. This is New York. You know? Yeah. So, Where the, apparently the tornadoes are bigger and tougher. And colder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he does that and all the sharks starts falling from the sky at the end and people are throwing, I remember, okay, so that one guy that with the truck starts throwing chainsaws, throws chainsaws into the storm. You know, you know, he, you know, it would have been funnier if he threw a chainsaw and you always see someone turn around, just a chainsaw right to the temple. <laughs> he makes a mistake. Well, if, that, this is air, if this is airplane, it would have, they would have did that. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, I did enjoy the end where everyone's just running after the sharks. Yeah. Just fucking them up. <laughs> well, they all grab weapons and they all start fighting the sharks. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. The people fight back. Uh, let's not forget <laughs> terror. Like that Simpsons episode. Uh, snake, uh, what was it? Snake um, Whacking Day? Well, that one, but I was thinking about the one with the holiday spe- a Halloween special with the, the dolphins. Oh, with the, the dolphins yeah, but, and the human. But in that, the dolphins actually take over. <laughs> So. Yeah, so that didn't happen here, thankfully, because we have Finn. It's more like uh, snake uh, whacking day rather than dolphins taking over. But um, what would Winnipeg be? The mosquito mosquitoes take oh, over? <laughs> oh God, the, it would be mosquitoes. It would be like uh, a cross between um, a mosquito uh, and a rabbit. Right now, <laughs> everywhere I go on my like commute, Rabbits the rabbit just them. hopping around and just fuck and they're even getting brave too like one just looked was like trying to mug me i'm like hey fucking rabbit fuck off <laughs> it so, was some guy dressed in a rabbit suit it might have it might have been i was uh tired from my shift so it may have been a guy dressed up as a rabbit trying to mug me it was easter so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh so yeah um it just it did make me laugh uh, the way Vivica A. Fox died, she sacrificed herself, but there was no like big speech, like going, I'm okay. She was just like, yeah, I got it. It's all cool. And then just electrocutes herself and is never seen again and is never mourned. Yes. Okay. That's, and then all, let's not forget, <laughs> let's not forget Mr. Sugar Ray himself, Mark McGrath. Yeah. He kept talking about they were the dynamic duo him and yeah, like, back in like, the day. Yeah, apparently they're like best friends, but they kind of fallen out because they're like dating his sister or something like that. Yeah, it was some some subplot that just never really. I I do it think matter. I matter. <laughs> I do think they missed a mark by not having someone from Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero as his sister. Really, I really do think they missed the mark. Maybe they tried to get. Wasn't Carrie? Wasn't she in Beverly Hills? Uh, Tiffany Feeson. No, yeah, uh, she, she was it. Carrie Ruwer. Ruwer. How, how do you say her name? 
<laughs> Wasn't she in Beverly Hills 90210? Is that was I thinking of something else? No, nothing. Uh, listeners, we are not looking it up at all. We are now yeah, she, we are now wikiing <laughs> Beverly not, Hills 90210. You can tell was. you can tell that me and uh, Roger do not are not regular watchers <laughs> of Beverly Hills 90210. She was she was in Beverly Hills 90210. She was in three episodes, according to my, my memory. Who are you talking about? Carrie Wooer? 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 I don't know how to say her name. Who's that? She's the girl who played Ellen, the, like Ellen and uh, what's his name? Brody. Um, oh, the actual sister? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so why, what the fuck am I complaining about? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, what, what am I complaining about? I don't know. You can do anything you want. It's your show. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah, they should have had it like this, but then they had someone that was guesting on the show anyway, so fuck me, right? Um, I'm actually surprised that they didn't try and get like the best friend, like Brian Austin Green or somebody like that. Well, that, yeah, you know that, that would have like, funny. <laughs> like, these movies are ripe for that kind of thing, to have those kind of references, because... I don't put it past them to try and make those references. I know for a fact in one of these movies, Tori Spelling is there. Really? Yes. We gotta look this up now. Yeah, <laughs> I know for a fact, but I'm not gonna look it up now because I'll be spoiling it for the future one. I might do a Tori <laughs> Spelling watch for sure. Like, was she was she in this movie? No, not in this one. She's <laughs> probably she, one of them. She she's definitely in one of them. I've just forgotten. Anyway, so now yes, we've, we've yacked a little bit about Sharknado. We've tried to stay on topic. Yeah, watch the first one before you watch the second one. Yes. Not, not what I did, where I'll probably watch the first, second one, and then I'll watch the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pretty much, my, the whole idea for this was just to get people just to have their own opinion on the one movie. If they've not seen the series, who cares? Yes. But This uh, one, it, it was fast moving. Um, it was crazy, zany, um, out of the world, things happen. And that's what you have to expect from these types of films. And if you're a film fun. lover, it was just fun. Just go in there and go like, wow, that's crazy. That mm-hmm. guy just got eaten by a shark and he just used a chainsaw. What, he's riding a shark now? To yep. the... <laughs> oh, he's, he's spiking the shit out of a, a shark? <laughs> On the, uh, oh, he the... knows who that shark is? Yes. And now he's getting his <laughs> ring back. Oh, wait a minute. His future, like ex wife slash future wife, now has a soul for an arm. Let's <laughs> yeah. go for it. I really do appreciate the, the balls to the wall insanity that this movie has. Yes. I feel they can like turn it up, but I'm wondering if they're like, we know we've got like plenty, plenty in the, in the tank and we're yes. just going to keep upping it. So we don't want to, because I want a dual wield and chainsaw. So, <laughs> someone holding two sh- chainsaws at the same time well, doing a dance like this <laughs> it'll you know be a drama mean? yeah just romantic drama just well, swinging it around when you're watching a film where you can say that a character named finn is riding a shark as he falls from the sky and, and impales spikes. the shark onto the empire state building and gets his fiance's ring back yeah you know where, you. where do you go from there <laughs> well the next one i think they're gonna take it Miami. Is I think it Miami? it's Miami. Uh, I'm guessing. Like, I'm totally because if they went from LA in the first one, there's New York the second one. They're going to all the major cities. If you want to find out where they go, tune in tomorrow. Ah, yes. ah? There you go. <laughs> Shout out. I, that, that, oh, I was 
as a teaser. I was going to say this if we film it, it'd be a <laughs> it would be a cross between mosquitoes and the purge. It's like for two months in the oh in, god in the summertime, yeah. mosquitoes take over hey, <laughs> and you stay inside. There's a turf war <laughs> between the canker worms and the mosquitoes. <laughs> there is. There's fucking cocksuckers. I hate the driver. Just a side note is I was driving my uh, riding my bike to uh, Kelowna Park, and I, yeah. came, I guess there was canker worms all over my hair and my <laughs> shirt and my back. And I'm like, okay, man, time to get off. <laughs> right ends here, flicking all these canker worms off me. Yeah, maybe we should uh, pitch to the asylum a canker worm movie. A canker worm versus mosquitoes. It yeah. takes place in Winnipeg. There we go. There we go. Anyway, something, something toxic happens from so, the Red River. You would recommend Sharknado? Yes, watch it. If you're into these kind of films, if what I just explained happens in the movie and you're like, what the heck? I got to see this movie. Exactly. Watch the movie. It is, it's fun and it's not for the wrong reasons. And it's not boring. I actually found myself more interested in this movie than the last one because they wasn't building up to something. Yeah. In this, it was just crazy from the beginning of the movie to the end. Yes. And it, it, it was Ooh. perfect. I, it was a beautiful hour and a half as if well. The, if, if the title of Sharknado. The, the second one. Bu- bu- the second one of Sharknado to the second one. But if the title of Sharknado bugs you as a film watcher, don't watch this. Go watch Tender Mercies because this film ain't for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you so you would recommend watching it, especially if you're going in knowing you want to watch something silly. Yes. Do cool. it. Now. <laughs> I've got a couple of questions for you. So we've got something coming up, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say yet. I'm actually going to say it on the sixth day because I know then it will happen. Tune in. Tune so in. my first question for you is, if you had a chance to talk to someone behind the movie, what would you ask? I would ask him, what's the inspiration for making these types of films and how do you keep doing it? <laughs> how do you continue to keep work- working? Yes, and if it was someone in the industry who was able to make these kind of films, yeah. how do you make a career doing this? And I mean that sincerely. I don't mean that as a, like, how do you do that? Like, Mate. snooty, right? I, yeah. I legitimately, like, how do you, because this is, this type of genre, it's it's a certain, you have to be a certain type of filmmaker to make the kind of, these kinds of films, right? So how yeah. do you do that? That's I'm interested in that. My, um, my question to you is, how yes. much do you reckon this movie costs to make? A uh, million dollars. Two. Two. Oh, it's close. Yeah. Well, they and had pa- CGI in there, so. Yeah, they had quite a bit. And also quite a few cameos, like we said. Anyway, my next question is, mm-hmm. uh, we might have already touched on it. We might have actually already named it. Yes. But you might have another idea. Yes. You heard it here. Same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitch a movie with a single title. All you got to say to them is a title, kind of like what they did with Snakes on a Plane or Sharknado. Try, do you have a title that you could pitch to them that sounds great? I do. And I've been working on this idea, just the idea of it. I haven't. Uh, do, you wa- do you want me to tell, uh, mention this? Or mention it you- to the producers and say, there's a filmmaker here in Winnipeg who yeah. has this uh, a film idea, and this is what it's going to be. And I've had this idea for a while. Okay. Um, but it's just as crazy. It's just as zany. And uh, the type of genre. My so, film is called. Oh, yes. Should we uh, do I, I'm listening. I, I'm My on film is called 
Squatch Kano. Squatch Kano. Yes, yes. he's he, he went breathless there for a minute. He's so oh. shocked, like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> so I can give you the premise of it really quick because I've actually written a premise I, for this. Could could I mention what I think the premise is? Yes, go ahead. Is it that there's a volcano which is actually the base for the Bigfoot Sasquatch, and then one day it explodes and it has flaming Sasquatches flying everywhere and causing damage. Something almost close, but like oh, that. It close. gives you the premise of it, almost. Yeah. So basically, during a uh, uh, a competition that uh, a, a volcano erupts, releasing ancient bloodthirsty Sasquatches who are hungry for blood. And it's up, okay. to the, it's up to the the town folks who were all in this competition, various characters to band together and fight off and save their town. So how do they, do they my question is, how do they co- uh, get out of the volcano? Is it through the top or are they just kind of like coming out like little holes? Well, like, well that depends on what the budget is. Yeah. Cause I'm, <laughs> I, I've got like this, just instead of it being lava, it's just this <laughs> giant hairball. Popping well, out of the top of it, and then it you look, and then you're looking closer, and it's like a fucking herd of Sasquatch just coming from a volcano. I, oh man, that sounds amazing! All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just blowing up from this volcano, and some of them are still alive, and some of them, but they want they're hungry. So Squatch Kano, yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna yes. Anyway, yes. Roger, thank you so much. Uh, no problem. And if I. <laughs> And if they don't do it, I'm gonna. If, I'm if gonna... you don't do it, I'll be I'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm God. here. I'm ready to make this film. Let me know. And also, if I do end up talk, I'm uh, I'm not promising anything. Mm-hmm. But if I do end up talking to the uh, to someone that's in the film industry, especially someone with asylum, I'm yes. gonna pitch Roger Boyer himself. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. So Why send not? me a resume, and I Let's will do this. Yes, I will personally. Uh, I will personally push. The Roger experience. Well, I got my resume ready right here on this napkin. Oh, yeah? The, the, for the listeners, the, I'm showing on my napkin. It's all right. See I, it? I'm, sh- I'm showing my resume. Okay, it's, right there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tiny, tiny post-it note. And it just says Beaver Does Movies. That's well, all, that's all nap- I'm known for. My napkin's from 7-Eleven. Uh, usually, I'm hanging out there around uh, 1045 to 11. Um, go. <laughs> my 7-Eleven because I, I have seen you out there <laughs> I was just hanging out just bothering, so, hey, is that Roger? <laughs> ju- just bothering people saying hey can I shoot a movie with you I'm like Roger leave him alone <laughs> yeah you're coming off as a creep <laughs> <laughs> James is literally yelling from his apartment window across the street get out hey, of here <laughs> get out of here go home <laughs> it's like someone's screaming at a cat that's pissing on someone's fence that's how I'm yelling at Roger <laughs> <laughs> anyway roger let's yes. end at that much appreciated man thank no you so problem. much thank you for having me and uh yeah so that will be the end